0: You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, sponsored by Natural Stacks. If you're into biohacking, performance, or getting more out of life, this is the show for you. For more on building Optimal Performance, check out OptimalPerformance.com.
1: You were looking for a way to change your life. You got it.
0: I kind of think in some ways, selfishly, that it should remain a secret because it
1: is such an advantage that I kind of want to keep to myself. Natural Stacks. Natural Natural Stacks. Stacks. Shout out to the guys over at Natural Stacks.
2: Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself.
1: All
0: right, happy Thursday, all you Optimal Performers. I'm your host, Chief Optimizer, Ryan Muncy, and today we are talking mental and physical performance optimization with some young entrepreneurs, Charlotte Pesela and Corey Miller. Uh, What's up, guys? Thanks for hanging out with us.
2: Thanks for having us. us.
0: Absolutely. So for our listeners, let's introduce you guys. Uh, Charlotte and Corey are (laughs) co-owners of CrossFit Kapa'a, in Hawaii. So you guys tell us exactly where you're based and uh, explain that a little bit to our listeners who may not be familiar with the islands.
1: Um, we are on the island of Kauai on the east side. Kauai is the westernmost island. Um, it's also known as the Garden Island. And we've been open al- almost a year in November. maybe a year. And yeah, we have a great community.
0: Are you yeah. at the gym right now?
1: We are. I hear some bumper hear plates. Yeah. yeah I said <laughs> yep.
0: it. All right. So, yep. okay. Uh, so, before we really dive in, a couple of pieces of housekeeping. Uh, as always, listeners, head over to optimalperformance.com to see the video version and get the show notes along with any links and resources that we talk about on this episode uh please head over to itunes leave us a five-star review like this one from matt burgess who we just met last week at the bulletproof conference started rocking your podcast today in the car great effing stuff brother hashtag growth mindset matt thanks a lot it was great to meet you and for all of our listeners please do the same head over and let us know you're enjoying the podcast uh okay guys let's do this um You know, one of the things that we really want to focus on with you guys is the entrepreneurial aspect, empowering uh, young people, both women and men. Um, So so let's really dig in, start with some basics. Tell us about CrossFit Kapa'a, which is obviously linked to your house.
2: Is it is it that loud?
0: <laughs> no, it it it's just like it's like the soundtrack. It's like we have <laughs> okay, cool. it's yeah. like it's like John Williams scored That's it for vibe. us, and, and we didn't even have to pay him. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I like it. Uh, Crossfit Kapaa came about kind of in the uh, April or May of uh, 2014 as an idea when we found out that the Kaba um, being a town. The CrossFit in Capao, uh, was actually the original CrossFit on the island, uh, was going to close. Um, the news came out, it really, you know, as everyone knows, CrossFit is just based heavily in community. And everyone, it, it, you know, it really tore a lot of people apart. What are we going to do? I don't want to go somewhere else, work out with other people. You know, we have our, our crew and our community. And it, w- it was kind of a um, it, like me and Charlotte looked at each other, and just, well, I guess we got to open a CrossFit. <laughs> that, that was it. it. It wasn't, there wasn't any sort of, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's just, okay, well, this is what we're doing now, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, like, I had always known I'd, I'd been coaching and managing a CrossFit gym for a couple of years, that same one that closed, and, and it always been in the back of my mind to have my own, or have our own, and then when that opportunity arose, then, Decided to, if we don't do it, somebody else is gonna do it,
0: right? So, yeah. so, did you guys kind of revive the one that closed, or is it completely a separate? <laughs> entity,
1: it's completely separate. We, um, the building that was that the old one was in was starting to kind of fall apart. It was a beautiful location, it was right on the ocean, so you know, there's no way, unless we had that same spot, we couldn't recreate it. But for long-term we found a different building that works better and so we have a totally new operation happening now
0: all right very cool so you guys mentioned with the other (laughs) one closing how that impacted the community and that crossfit has a big community aspect you know tell us a little bit in your words what community means to you and in a gym and and how are you guys uh creating that and building it
2: (laughs) i feel like the uh it's kind of a weird thing. The community itself is, is almost uh, autonomous. You know, you, you kind of notice um, the other day some some people who I know, you know, they work out at the same time a lot of times. Um, all of a sudden, one of them said to the other, hey, where's, you know, Ross? I don't know. I'll call him. You know, they, they've gotten each other's numbers. They're holding each other accountable they're, you know, just the fact that they're noticing like, Hey, where the hell's Ross been? You know, and, and we never, we didn't give these people each other's numbers. We didn't say, Hey, let's, let's keep track of our, of our buddies, uh, whatever, you know, attendance and it, it, that sort of thing just pops up and when you start noticing that completely on its own, that's really, it's a really good feeling. It means that you know we're we're kind of making these connections, and, and other people are taking over. and it's, it's going to spread from there. It's sort of the uh, you know the, the whiteboard theory of, of you see the other guy's name, and, and you you know if that you see his time, you go after that. It's going to push you a little harder. You know that they're seeing that you have or have not showed up. You're accountable. It takes over and kind of forms its own thing.
1: I think I kind so, of the sport or the team aspect of CrossFit kind of breeds a community or a friendship between the people because you're struggling and you're, you know, working hard for the next rep or something or to get through the workout. And when you're done, you know, everyone congratulates each other, and high fives, and so it's like you just create this positive experience that honestly you probably wouldn't – most people don't get that from a – you know, big box or globo gym type of atmosphere. So the community for us is our favorite part.
2: It's my, it's my uh, shot at tequila theory. You know, tequila tastes terrible. No one likes taking a shot, but you get your buddies. Let's take a shot at tequila. You do it. All of a sudden you're, you're, you're an iota closer because you went through this terrible thing, but now you feel a little better.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think that's, you know, when a former athlete hangs it up, they always talk about the thing they miss the most is not necessarily the game itself, but the camaraderie, the locker room, as they call it. And, you know, like you said, in that environment where you're going through trials and tribulations together, there are bonds formed that bring you closer. You have shared experiences. Um, but even in the moment, that competitive nature kind of kicks in, like you said, with the whiteboard theory. Um, so when you guys decided to take over... And or or start your own gym. Were there people who told you no, don't do this, or you know, any kind of uh, I don't know, people not wanting you to go forward with that idea?
1: Yeah, definitely. There was. I mean, my uh, I have an interesting relationship with my family, and so some of the people closest to me were very skeptical of what we were trying to do and you know i think it was coming out of love Mm -hmm. like trying to be you know realistic as far as you know you better be careful this might not work you you know i don't don't set your expectations too high and so on so yeah and there were and then people outside of the family who were you know fellow uh crossfitters or fellow box owners crossfit gym owners that were, like, you have no idea how hard it is. And a lot of people would use the excuse that Kauai is such a different type of market, which it is, it definitely is, but it's not impossible, as we've found. So, yeah.
2: We actually had, um, the first place we were going to lease, it was actually a friend of mine. He had just bought a warehouse. Uh, You know, it, it, it seemed really really positive we went in and kind of looked at the space that he had available and we you know at first he seemed really into it and I think I don't know what it was exactly but over time eventually we, we had sort of a handshake deal um, it was going to take a couple months for the place to be ready and us to be in there and kind of over that time I, I think he just started thinking well you know he, he wasn't going to be getting a rent check basically and sort of just backed out of the whole thing it was actually one of our first one of our first little uh
1: speed bumps. Yeah, and we had he had given us kind of the date of September, you guys could be in here. And so we planned everything around being in September. Like we told everybody, we ordered equipment, we got our insurance and our, you know, all the logistics of business ready. And then we couldn't even get a hold of them for a few yeah. weeks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and we finally
1: couple. he called us and like no. Not going to happen. I
2: think we had a couple tons of uh, equipment and stuff sitting at H2O Logistics warehouse in California for like two months. Those mm-hmm. guys are awesome.
0: Well, I know that's that's a common thing in, in business. No matter what business you're in, is is kind of dealing with obstacles and you know unforeseen issues that are out of your control. So, how did you guys kind of adapt to having to deal with that? um Bought a building.
1: <laughs> we bought, just made a rash decision and just bought a building.
2: Bought a commercial building.
0: Okay. So yeah, it was so, kind of
1: our only option, honestly.
0: You just you took, not, took matters into your own
1: hands. Pretty much. It was. I mean, it it obviously worked out amazingly for the better. But one of our buddies, who's a real estate agent, he had it wasn't even on the market. The building he showed us, and he was like, "Oh, you." Want to come check out this spot? It's um, it was a building that what the um, I guess the owner of the real estate company he worked for was kind of renovating, and he almost didn't really want to have another building to take care of. So he's like, "You want to just go check it out?" And then he told us we had to make a decision within two days if we wanted it. <laughs> and so we got it. Yeah.
0: So now I guess if. If we're taking the, the viewpoint of your family and your friends, not only are you going down this path of, of opening a gym that, that can be scary, but also you've now purchased commercial real estate. How do you handle uh, or, or were there kind of critics? Was there criticism of your, your ideas? And uh, from an entrepreneur standpoint, did you guys protect against the downside in any way? Or did you just say, we're going to make this happen no matter what?
1: Pretty much the last one. Yeah, the last choice. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, we were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. We There wasn't a lot of choices for a building, and we had already kind of committed to the community as far as we were going to open something. So, um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of doubt from other people and doubt on our part. Like, oh,
2: there was a lot this, of holy shit
1: moments. was this? oh my gosh, are we actually doing this? Is this stupid? Like, what have we gotten ourselves into? We fought every second, it felt like.
0: Well, I, I do want to talk about the relationship side of it. But before we get there, I mean, how do you guys deal with the doubt that is ever-present? I mean, even even when things are going well, there's, there's going to be doubt, right? I mean, how do you guys?
1: Mm-hmm. I just...
0: Yeah,
2: well it depends on how things are going there there is yes it's all it is ever present when things are going well and there's a little bit of doubt it's not so bad um we're both sort of the i, I wouldn't say dramatic or overly yeah we're kind of dramatic when there's <laughs> when there's a doubt and things are maybe on a downturn or, you know the beginning The be- at the beginning um the building, everything working out, sort of depended on us getting a few. Um, we have a few other commercial spaces in the building that we rent out, and that took that took a couple months. So there was a big mortgage coming out of my our pocket uh, every month, and it, it, you know it, it, we would have people who are interested, and they would back out, and yada yada. Um, kind of overall, it, it is the sense of. Uh, we're going to make it work no matter what. But saying that only gets you so far. That There is a lot of almost, eh, I don't know, it almost seemed like divine intervention. It was kind of, we were on our last mortgage payment that, that I could see, you know, or scrape, scraping together whatever work I could and, you know, saving as much as possible for the next one. But then everything just sort of fell in place.
0: So yeah. um, like from a from a creative standpoint, there had to have been a moment where you were on the whiteboard or or at home and you're saying, "Okay, if this doesn't work, what other ideas can we try like how do you get into that state and you know share that that kind of creative process with our listeners? you know maybe they're not maybe they're not running a gym, but they've got to find a way to come up with possible solutions for whatever problem they're looking at
1: well, yeah they were yeah,
2: actually um we started looking at, at other little niches that need to be filled. We considered opening a daycare. Um, we we offer daycare for a few classes every week for free for our members. That was always sort of something that that we were really stoked on, you know, before we had the gym. So that sort of spawned the, well, shoot, everyone's so stoked on it. And, and it seems like there isn't much. Maybe we should just start up an actual daycare. Uh we ended up not doing that. So
1: happy we didn't do yeah. that.
2: <laughs> Holy crap.
1: This is so uh, much work.
2: I almost, uh, a friend of mine and I almost opened up a little surf shop in there in, in two of our units. We were going to combo them.
1: Yeah, we were just kind of looking for revenue, yeah. some sort of income to offset the mortgage. And we we're desperate and figuring out... <laughs>
0: So so without turning this into an episode of Barbell Business, I mean, it sounds like you guys thought about, okay, this is who our customers are, what other needs can we meet besides just the gym, right? Pretty much.
2: There was a a vacation rental slash like full fitness package idea floating around for a little bit. There was Uh a lot of stuff going
0: on. what ultimately is filling that space?
2: We have a grass fed cattle ranch that uh, just kind of uses it as an office um, in one. They're actually not renewing their lease at the end of the year. So that's going to be our new awesome entry slash kids area slash retail display, cruise AC, movie watching space. Okay. Uh, Next to that is a lingerie shop. And next to that is a, uh, it's called Kauai Nut Roasters. They do like, you know, think honey roasted almonds
1: and stuff. Okay. So it ended yeah. up like one of our friend who has the lingerie store. She's a good friend of ours, and it was like he said, it was almost seemed like divine intervention where all the tenants were better than the other tenants that could have moved in,
0: yeah. and.
1: They're all on short-term leases, so we have the opportunity to expand into those spaces and so on. So, yeah.
0: Now, I have to ask, um, are you guys introverts? I mean, if you are, how the heck do you get any privacy in your own home if you're connected <laughs> to all of this? I don't yeah, know. I thought I was an introvert. <laughs> so, it sounds like there's, there's always people around. Yeah. There are. Okay. There definitely are. And we've
1: kind of found a, like, a happy medium. We'll just close the curtains and kind of, or we'll go to the beach. We all just leave. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, give us a couple of things that you guys have found practices or, or, you know, um, things that you put on your calendar to, to make sure that you can decompress or de-stress that our listeners could, could implement in their lives.
1: Um, well, me personally, I, for the first, like probably, six to eight months of opening the business, I was having a really hard time. I was getting on the borderline of almost burnout already. I was, I love the business side of it and I love working honestly. So I just got too much into it and I started to realize it and I was really afraid of burnout happening. So I, uh, recently have gotten into jujitsu, which is super fun. And that's kind of new. It's only been about a month, so okay. <laughs> fresh off that. And then really gotten into kudalini yoga. I don't know if you've heard of that before.
0: We actually it's... had a, a previous guest, Crosby, uh, a couple of weeks ago oh. was talking about oh. that.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay. And that's been amazing. And just trying to get to the beach more and be alone.
0: <laughs> okay. Corey, what about you?
2: Yeah. Uh... Well, for your listeners, I think wherever you are in the world, what you should do is just kind of drive about 10 minutes north to the beach that's on the side of the road. You know, hop out of your truck, grab the board out of the back, just hop in for like an hour.
0: Even in January or December, right?
2: Well, at that point, the water would be down to about 80 degrees, 78, so it might be a little (laughs) cold to wear a wetsuit top.
0: Yeah. You're not getting any sympathy for us for having to put on a wetsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: <laughs> I like
1: something. Yeah. He's a big
0: surfer. No, yeah. Um, you know,
2: surfing. Uh, we we do this workout thing, CrossFit, every once in a while. So that's kind of like a, you know, we, we do like a, a coach, coaches and buddies kind of after hours open gym workout. Okay. And I, I know that it, it's, you know, burn, <laughs> keep from getting burned out with the gym by going to the gym. But, a little silly
0: but. but you're you've completely changed the dynamic in which you're you're in that environment. It's it's now fun and exactly. it's a challenge and it's not as a coach or, you know, walking in and seeing all the things that need your attention in regards to the business or the work side of it.
2: Yeah, exactly. You go in and you and it's and it's buddies and there are other, you know, uh like our members there and, and maybe they'll have questions. But at that point it's it's all fun, you know, you're doing your workout routine and, and I don't know, kind of. No matter what, it, that if someone has a question about a snatch or something like I, it, it's always, it's never going to be like a bother.
0: You can't turn of that person. off. Like once you're a coach, once it's, you have that weird. knowledge, right? It's weird. Yeah. You can't. You're
2: just into it all the time.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Even when I go, if I go drop in at another gym, like it's, it, I, I try and I try not to do it because I get every once in a while I get a little, you know, weirded out when someone does it here. But if I'm working out <laughs> next to someone and they're, you know, they're fully missing their hips on a on a holy lift or something. I, I, it's almost like an instinct. You want to like, hey, you know, let's scoop the bar into your hips a little more, something like that. So it's weird. It's always
0: it's always running. Okay. Now you guys mentioned the retail space. I know there are some natural stacks products in the retail space. Uh, tell us what you carry, what you guys like, and what your your members there are enjoying.
1: Um. So right now we have. The protein, the um, chocolate and vanilla, we have krill oil, we have smart caffeine, the BCAAs, and the biocreatine. And we love them all. <laughs> Not just saying that, but we do. I just took the, um, we got a bunch of samples of the Siltep. Yep. We just took that this morning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, um, the, the protein cr- and the krill oil are probably our biggest sellers. Okay.
1: Yeah. The I krill love- oil, people swear by it. It's that they feel less sore, that they're able to recover better, that they just have a little bit more energy, feel more focus. So it's, that's what. Doing. All right.
0: So back to the business side, you know, when you guys first got into it, did you seek out mentors or, or people who had been down that road to kind of help you not only with the tactics but also like the mental and emotional side of you know dealing with running a business?
1: hmm We um. One person that kind of stands out to me is, or two people. We reached out to our friends in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. They own a cross, a really well-run CrossFit gym um, called Jack's Strength and Conditioning, and they would come out here to visit a lot. And so, along with a couple other box owners, I emailed a bunch of people when I first, when we first started to think of the possibility of opening, and kind of just sent a questionnaire of what is the hardest part? What's the best part? What's something you wish you would have known when you first started? And they instantly within like, I don't know, two, two days wrote back detailed emails, just willing to help. It was, that helps definitely with overcoming any doubt, you know, having these people on our side, giving us some advice. So that was pretty, that was pretty sweet.
2: That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah travel quite a bit for work this isn't wasn't my primary uh, source of income and so I've been to a lot of places so yeah like a lot of the uh the gyms that I thought were really what we would be striving for we reached out to them and yeah like she said it was really cool just to see how how, later David uh so yeah just to see how pumped people were to, number one to hear that you're 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 going for it and number two just like you know any anything you need it, it, like so many of the emails just that anything else you need uh don't hesitate That that's sort of a line toward the bottom it, it's just great to see
0: so the the take-home message for our listeners is seek out people doing what you're doing or or who are at the level that you want to be and you know ask how they got there and you'll find that they're actually really willing to help you. And don't,
2: yeah. don't think you have to um, say you're opening a box, you know, don't think you just have to go after box centers, anyone that you can, you can get your hands on as far as uh, you know, business knowledge, uh, anything that would be, useful to whatever you're doing just go for it
0: and that's that's right into the next question i was going to ask you actually is in the startup phase of of any business you know we'll keep it gym related just because that's where you guys are and, and actually i own a gym too so knowing okay just because you're a great strength and conditioning coach doesn't mean you can run a business so to move from like that tactical side to having to learn about billing or marketing or psychology or wearing all those hats talk about how important it was for you guys to be at the peak of your mental game so that you could learn all these new, uh, uh, job roles.
1: Um, I, it was, I don't even know if I was at the peak of my mental game. I think it was almost like a survival (laughs) mode. It's like, I need to figure all this stuff out or else we're not going to (laughs) survive. So, that was also where it came in as far as asking people for help, you know? Um, but definitely, you know, I actually credit my parents. My parents are both entrepreneurs. So I, I hope that like genetically I get some of that, you know, right. But, um, definitely just kind of staying calm and focused and not like if a problem arises, just kind of taking a deep breath and thinking, you know what, this is not the end. There's got to be a way around this or through it. This is this is just an obstacle. I need to overcome it now, and if I overcome it, then I'll be ready for the next one. You know, it's as far as like mental clarity, just staying calm throughout the freakouts.
2: With, uh, with the with regards to the business side, um, I actually reached out to a buddy of mine who um, he has nothing to do with fitness, but he. he he owns like, he's just a crazy venture capitalist entrepreneur, um, owns like a car lot and a jujitsu school and a like rental business and, and yada, yada. Um, he kind of came over one day. I was like, okay, let, you know, we're going to get your, he did a little bit of business coaching for us. And the first day I remember he came over and kind of said like, okay, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the end goal? You know, what's your, and, and we both kind of said, you know, if the gym pays for itself, uh and, and we don't get a dime we're we're happy and he was like you know if that's really the answer i'm walking out like you, you're you're never gonna make it. it was just like he was like pissed off was, <laughs> so i was like that i i remember like hearing that answer out of him because he's such a supportive guy and such an awesome person that um he was basically telling you know i'm, I'm fucking out of here if that really is your state of mind I'm like oh okay we're i've really got to switch gears
0: here so how did you change your mindset and your approach based on that?
2: Um, we realized that unless we're getting you know, compensated for our time and able to keep the lights on and able to pay the mortgage and whatnot, um, we're not going to be able to provide this service to the community and keep this community that we love so much going and so that really is that uh, we strive now to, you know, further everything just so that we can provide a better product for everyone and, and grow our community.
1: I think a lot of it, too, had to do with some doubt as far as everyone telling us that it's not easy to have a thriving business on this island because, the, um, you know, the market's so tough. And so we thought, well, okay, if we can just get the business to sustain itself that'll be better than everybody else trying to run their business and so that was I don't know then I kind of realized why not try to make it more there are definitely businesses on this island that you know people have the business and then they're able to go travel the world and live a life they've always dreamed of and you know it's not impossible no matter what everybody else tells you.
0: So Charlotte, I want to know. You mentioned that both your parents were entrepreneurs. Did they have advice for you guys um, from their experience as entrepreneurs?
1: Um, kind of. I my dad is very um, strict and by the book, and so he would. He's the type of guy who would send me spreadsheets of everything of and work out. You know, if if you worst case scenario, best case scenario, if you were making. This much per month you know you would be making like 10 bucks an hour if you break it all down Whereas best case scenario i'd be making 30 bucks an hour whatever it is but um so like i said before too my parents and i have a really interesting relationship that has to a lot of religion is involved with it so we don't um it was a it was an interesting dynamic when I was starting a business because they definitely wanted to help, but we have different views on religion, so I don't want to get into that. But, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but or I don't have to if you don't want to, but um
0: so that's, but we I, can keep that for a separate podcast. Yeah. yeah that's a different. whole
1: nother yeah, yeah. But um Yeah, so I mean, but my mom actually she's a bookkeeper, she owns a bookkeeping business, so she was definitely helpful as far as um I borrowed some money from my grandpa to start the business. So she um, facilitated the exchange between the loan and the contracts and all that stuff and gave me advice of how to approach my grandpa and ask for a loan. And, um, so that was helpful. That was super helpful. I wouldn't be able to open anything if it weren't for that.
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the, the growth curve that you guys or have experienced since you
1: started. Um, the first few months, I feel like for most businesses were really scary and it was, can we make the rent this month? And, you know, what can, what kind of, can we buy shirts to provide for visitors and, you know, just being very frugal. But I think that just adding in more value to our gym and to our community, as far as, um, offering free classes, we do free classes on Saturdays, and free events, you know, parties and barbecues and fundraisers, that I've seen has made a huge difference in helping our business grow, and so we're kind of, we're at the point now where we're able to expand, so it's an in less than a year, yep. so that's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> as far as, like, that, um, sort of a numerical, uh, I don't have the exact numbers, it's like with the growth curve, but um, so in the beginning we actually had quite a few people who had never done CrossFit sign up because they saw our sign. We're we're kind of right on the side of the highway and uh, people saw the sign Mm -hmm. came in. Hey, you know what, what's this about? Um, You know, give them a quick rundown, (laughs) they sign up. And so in the beginning we sort of treated it like a beginner's class for the most part. After we, you know, we had, we got up to, you know, I, I don't know how many members it was when we started our foundations, but once we started doing our foundations course, every we would run a two week course every uh, Other. four weeks, five weeks. Um, they were all pretty much filling up to the point where now, until we finish um, kind of construction of our little expansion area, we're not really doing any foundations courses we're, we're doing private um you know single foundations courses because we grew it, it did kind of just exponentially blow up like holy crap we need more space and more equipment you know if we keep going like this we're, we're going to be providing
0: sort of a shitty service here so, so in in about a year you guys have hit capacity on what your space can hold Mm -hmm. Uh, the
2: original space that we took over like I said there's several areas in the building right So
0: just expanding into more right that's awesome congratulations thank you what advice would you give other entrepreneurs men or women uh, not necessarily CrossFit box owners um, just entrepreneurs in general to be able to experience that successful growth
1: go first Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things, but I feel like the one thing would just be don't listen to people who doubt you <laughs> <laughs> because we've, you know, as far as even the foundation scores, people were telling us that doesn't work yeah. on this island. Don't do it. People don't want to do beginner's course. They want to jump right into it.
0: Well, let me ask you this. The people who told you that, had they ever tried it? Had they ever run it?
1: They ha- Yeah, they had, but okay. not. They, in in our opinion, they didn't do it properly. Honestly, so <laughs> so that you know that's kind of yeah, that a good one. big thing where you know if somebody tells you, "Oh, that doesn't work," well, maybe that the way they did it didn't work, but there is a way, and just keep figuring it out. Think outside the box, and you know, figure out the way that works best for you and your business and your community, and. You know, just keep, keep working at it.
2: Okay.
1: Find a solution.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think my advice would be concentrate on, uh, just strive for a, for a value-based business, whatever you're doing, whatever it is, make sure that you provide as much of a value to your members or customers or, or clients or whatever you have. Um, concentrate on that. Don't, I'm not saying give everything away for free all the time, but um, there, is a, there is the perfect, you know, there is the sweet spot of you're giving away a ton. There's a lot of free uh, content or what, you know, I'm trying to make it broad. So it, it right. spans the spectrum, but um, whatever it is, concentrate on creating a value-based business. And, and from there, things will fall into place. It'll work out. As long as you're getting compensated, and you're not, um, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, but yeah, complete okay. value. Okay. There's Great. always a market for value. All
0: right. I love all those. Um, tell our listeners where they can find more of you guys.
1: Um, we have Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's whoop, whoop. about it is for our social media. We right. have our Instagram whoop. is.: crossfix.
0: We'll put the links to both of those on the show notes. So far, listeners go to optimalperformance.com, and you'll be able to just click one link and go right to Facebook, Twitter, you guys on Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. nope okay. There we are. Uh, well, we don't do anything. <laughs> we're on I do Sorry. stuff on Twitter. Huge presence, right? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah giant. I do stuff, on Twitter. He does stuff all right. on Twitter. Bigger than sliced bread. This, this is a, a question I should have asked you guys in the very beginning. CrossFit Kapaa. What does Kapaa mean?
1: Well, Kapaa is the name of the town, first of all, okay. um, that we're in. But it also means uh, solid or firm.
2: To hold solid.
1: So we thought when we were kind of thinking of a name – we experiment, we are thinking of other names too, but Kapa'a being that it is the town and it's kind of a, you know, we have solid community, solid mm-hmm. fitness, create solid body, yeah. you know, solid mind. So I do just kind of like that uh, meaning of it anyway. So
0: uh, what do you guys do to, to build that into or intertwine it into
1: everything that you do? Um, I think that we just, kind of like he said, we don't totally use that whole solid, uh, I guess the word, but as far as creating value and making it a solid business, making people realize that we're here to stay and we're a solid community that, you know, we're going to keep on keeping on.
2: We do what comes natural to us, which is trying to further the community. You know, further our little group, our community, a um, little bit of outreach to people who may not maybe may not know about us or what we do, or just kind of have an skewed vision of what crossfit is that um and I'm sure you've heard it more times than you could count like oh I, yeah, i'm not I'm CrossFit, those guys are nuts. You, I don't know, flip cars or flip cars down the street or whatever. You have to walk. Right. You got to, you carry your house down the street or, you know, what I, or I got to get in shape before I go to CrossFit. Yeah. oh you know, we have, we have grandmas in there. We have, you know, every facet of life is, is ready. Yep. So, um, yeah,
0: okay. just kind of
2: trying to further what we've got going on already.
0: Okay. So if you guys are, are up for it, let's talk a little bit about the, strain that co-owning a business together can put on your relationship how do you guys you know you guys are sitting right next to each other you're smiling you know how how do you balance that how do you what has come up how have you dealt with it
1: um well I remember when we were doing a lot of the remodel and build out of the gym he did all the work pretty much the grunt work and and he had a couple friends with him, and, and I was very impatient, thinking, why is this taking so long? We need to be open now. Like, it was... And he he was so patient as far as, um, okay, I'll work harder, I'll work harder. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely very taxing in a relationship, and, and I give huge credit to him to just staying calm and not freaking out at me. But it was... I, it made our relationship way stronger like we had we had only been together for less than a year and a half when we opened the gym which is also another reason why probably people doubted us we basically doing.
2: weren't supposed to do any of this
1: yeah so it was we kind of matured our relationship really fast as far as buying a building together opening a business so on so it kind of there's almost the make or break if we can get through this, if we can, you know, still get along and live with each other and not um, have this business thrive, then we're doing okay.
0: okay. But. Anything you want can to add, Corey?
2: Yeah, yeah for, for the record, it was uh, seven weekends. I was, I was working on Oahu, flying back. Uh, Oahu, you know, different island. Mm-hmm. Flying back on the weekends. Seven weekends total build the gym so i'll throw that out there uh, yeah. that, that's pretty impressive that, no as far as as far as um the strain of the business uh one one thing we had going for us is i tr- i was traveling a lot for work uh and we sort of designed it to run without me so you know charlotte's the monarchy um so you know and we do bounce ideas you know i thought we we bounce ideas off each other and stuff like that, but for the most part, it's it's uh, it is sort of her baby. That is so we're we're actually lucky that we didn't go into it. It's like okay, we're fifty-fifty, and all decisions are totally like both of us. And so it's kind of like a lot of times I, I will kind of step aside if we disagree about something,
0: and she and it, you know
2: because she has proven to be an awesome leader.
0: So just from the beginning, maybe saying you know if if you're going into something with a partner you know look it, it, maybe some of our listeners can't go quite on 50-50 the way you guys did but you know if they were like hey this on this particular area you know you kind of have dominion and and on these types of decisions like so maybe for you if it was construction like you know i've got final say here or something
2: divide and conquer um yeah absolutely like, as far as running the overall gym, uh, um, kind of the, the design of, of how everything works, she's come up with our foundations programs. She's come up with um, scheduling and everything like that. I, yeah, the construction on sort of more retail, um, sort of, I don't mm-hmm. know, design aspects. So, if there is someone out there who's looking to do a 50 50, you should definitely split up. It, it, one person should have final say on every aspect of it. it w- it'll work way smoother, you know. And I
1: think as far as finding your strengths too, you know, there's lots of personality tests that we've both done to figure mm-hmm. out what the person is good at more so than the other person.
0: That's so. Yeah, yeah that's great advice. What personality tests did you guys use?
1: Um, the. I really like this. Is it called the 16 personalities or something? I think um, it's or the um,
0: I'm not, not familiar with that one. She put a laptop in front of me, there's, yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, you know, there's like one called the um, 16personalities.com or something like that. Okay, and then
0: like uh, Colby or Myers Briggs,
1: anything yeah, like the that? Myers Briggs, okay, I think those are the only two I've really done. I've looked into another one, there's this one called the strength. Test or something, or the okay. strength finder.
0: Now, do you use that with your employees to help maybe figure out where they might be best or how that relationship with you works?
1: Um, well, we only have one employee right now, actually. Okay. Um, and we've known him for a really long time. So it kind of helps as far as knowing his personality. Okay. But I did have him take the personality test, and it kind of came back knowing a lot of the things I already know. <laughs> So, but yeah, I do hope to use that in the future. I've looked into it a lot. and Yeah, so. All right, like, Cool. So.
0: so before we let you guys go, you have to answer the question that all of our guests answer. Your top three tips to live optimal. And since there's two of you, you guys each get three. Ooh. So six. bonus. This is a bonus episode for oh, our yeah. listeners. They're, they're going to get six tips.
2: Talk about value-based. Right,
0: know. right. I, I was paying attention. We're leading with value. Right?
2: I know you're listening. Good right. job. <laughs> job. You first.
1: <laughs> um let's see. Oh, keep keep working. Find a solution. Think outside the box. And don't give up. There's always a solution to something. Don't just I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the universe doesn't want me to do this right now. Well, the universe wants you to work a little hard. Yeah, to, like it wants you to earn it, and then you'll appreciate it much more. So, I think that's kind of my philosophy I try yeah. to live by.
0: I like that. I like that. Is that that's one right? That's one right. Well, you're not you yeah. That. You're not you're not I'm counting all those. Well, I got my three. Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> val- be value based. Always be value based. Don't concentrate on how much you're going to make off something. Concentrate on how much you can put out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the compensation is going to come
0: okay.
2: Uh, play to your strengths so figure out what you are good at, deal with that, figure out what someone else is good at, or what you need to be, you, what you need someone else to be good at, and find either find that person or put that person in that place. And uh, be open minded to accepting criticisms or help or or. Or um, advice seek advice from every possible you never know where the little nuggets going to come from that changes your life mm-hmm. we really you know i i've got a serious problem with if i get a weird feeling about someone or i you know the, the whole I, I judge book by covers right books books by covers
1: right okay you that one
0: there's yeah those are those are great tips. Great tips. All right, Corey Thanks. came through. Charlotte, you got two more. What, what do you got?
1: Um, I would say the next one maybe would be put your community first. You know what nice. what the community wants is what also will make you happy. If you see other people happy in your community in your business, then it'll make you happy. You know, and business wise, it'll make you more money. So. <laughs> you know, ask the community. We do constant surveys asking what kind of classes do you want to see? Um, Does this time work or does this time work for a class? Uh, So on. Um, So, yeah, just asking what your community wants and giving them what they want. Sometimes they don't know what they want, so you better just give it to them.
0: (laughs) Right. Give them options.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then I would say kind of another thing I've realized lately in having a business is, don't be afraid to make the tough decisions and do the kind of sucky things where you have to tell people, you know, we've had to let go of a few members, uh, two members only, thank goodness. But, you know, we've had to kind of make the tough decisions as far as, you know, this isn't working. So we need, and and it sucks because it's, it's very uncomfortable, but It's going to be better in the long run. You have to think of the long term, if it's going to make your business better, if it's going to make you feel better. If you're like, sometimes I'd lose sleep over, over the situation, you know, oh, this is so not working for the gym. But as soon as I would make that decision, then I would feel so much better. It was like a weight lifted off the shoulders. So don't be afraid to do the tough things.
0: I think that's really, really great advice that people don't talk about, a lot about. That reminds me, uh, Dan Kennedy uh, is somebody I read a lot of when I was first starting, and he's got a quote that says, if I wake up thinking about you three mornings in a row, uh, and we're not sleeping together, then you've got to go. Uh, <laughs> <a good> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think like that's something that has always stuck with me. and I, And I'm sure that anybody who's been in that scenario, and then ultimately made the choice that you made, you probably slept much better that fourth night or or the night after the decision.
1: Right. And it's better to just nip it in the bud, get it done, cut that cord. So it's not.
0: And, and if you guys are, or, or if anybody is trying to do the things that we've talked about in this episode where, you know, you're, you're building this solid community that is value based and what's good for the tribe or the community moving forward. Obviously, If this particular individual or this particular scenario uh, were in that community's best interest, we wouldn't have that issue, right? Mm -hmm. Totally.
2: Yep.
0: Cool. Definitely. Well, Corey, Charlotte, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Uh, This has been an awesome episode. And for our listeners, go to optimalperformance.com. To see the show notes and video links, resources, all that good stuff. And of course, go to iTunes, leave us a five star review. Let us know how much you like the show. And that's it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday.
2: Thanks, Ryan. That was a lot of fun. Natural stacks start
0: optimizing your
2: mental and physical performance, optimize yourself.